Hey guys, you're listening to the Enough Podcast. I'm Jennifer, a wife, mama four, an author. I love having one-on-one conversations with women, talking about our identity in Christ. But most of all, I am completely in love with Jesus. And I'm Courtney, a wife, a mom, and a West Texas woman with a passionate love for Jesus. We declare we've had enough and discuss how we are enough. Hey there, guys. We are so glad to be back. I know it's been a minute since you have had a new episode from us, and well, we're just going to clarify a few things about why that is. So first off, we just want to say that we're not here to produce content. We're not here to like just upload episodes that are fluff or filler. Jen and I both really, as the intro says, love Jesus dearly. And we never want to speak out of turn. Mm -hmm. So if we don't feel like there's something burning on our souls, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we just wait. We're just quiet. We continue walking step-by-step waiting on him and That is why there are large gaps in our content production. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean we've we've suffered from a lot of um, health stuff in the past that has made it more of a struggle to actually be able to get on and podcast. But recently, there's also just more emotional things that we're dealing with as well, and there's sometimes guys that we're just getting fought, and sometimes we're just dried up. Um, there's sometimes where we just need to get quiet and we need to be able to listen to Jesus. So we just want you guys to know that we only want God to get the glory from every single episode that is recorded. And if we don't feel like that, that is happening, then we're not uploading. (laughs) And just because we're not uploading, doesn't mean that we're not here for you guys. We are always here for you guys. We say this in every episode, but if you need anything ever, contact us mm-hmm. on Enough Pod over on Instagram. And we also have a Gmail. You are welcome to email us. You are welcome to message us on Instagram. Just because we're not uploading doesn't mean that we're not here. So exactly. Anywho. All right, guys. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of what this episode is about. This has been what has been burning on Jen and Mai's heart lately. This episode is all about enough to look foolish. This is something that I have always, always struggled with. I have been an incredibly self-conscious person. I have always been a person who is very aware of how other people are perceiving me. Um, Well, I say that. I may or may not be actually aware of how they're perceiving me, but I am hyper-focused on what I think they think of me. And because of this, I am always filled with fear and I may be feeling, I may be hearing God asking me to do something, but instead I become super afraid and don't want to step out on the water. So for this episode, we're just going to be talking all about what is foolishness? 
people who looked really, really foolish in the Bible and what God did with that. Because sometimes we all need a reminder to be brave, to step out in faith, even at the risk of looking like a complete idiot. Exactly. I mean, you think about so many people in the Bible, it's filled with people who at that time probably looked really foolish. I mean, think about Noah building a boat, didn't know what rain was, didn't even know what a boat was. And here he is building this massive one and everybody's laughing at him and jeering at him. And then you've got David. I love David. My favorite, favorite story of someone looking foolish is Second Samuel 6. I highly recommend you go read that chapter. Basically, David gets so excited that the Ark of the Covenant is coming back to Jerusalem that he starts dancing like a wild man in the streets, leading the procession, wearing a linen ephod. I am not enough of a theologian or a historian to know exactly what that is, but apparently it was enough that his wife was frustrated that he was dancing in a linen ephod in front of slave girls <laughs> and she reprimanded him for it. And yeah. basically David said, I don't care. I'm mm -hmm. going to worship and praise God and look a little bit silly mm -hmm. rather than you know, dial it back for your comfort. <laughs> yeah. Because he took off his Royal robes and he basically was worshiping God as a human, not as a King. I mean, yeah, it, obviously his wife thought that she, he looked pretty foolish doing that, but I think God got the glory from that. I absolutely think you're right. So what we're trying to say through all of this is a lot of times I feel like in our society, we have a standard of what our life should look like. I know in, in my life, it was get married, have kids. Husband has a good job. We're in a good church. We're faithful in our church. You have the two cars, the dog, good house, and life is good. And that was my definition of a good life was to do all of those things and be okay with that. You just, you have good friends around you. You honor, you, you serve, yes. you help the needy and the poor. You obey God. My definition of a good life looked very similar, but mine included go to college, get a degree, get a good job, get married, get the house, have the kids, get the cars, take them to soccer practice, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Exactly. And it probably looks different for every person as to what is like, is a good life. But it was interesting because I'm, I'm realizing more and more that the closer that I get to God and the more that I start searching for him and only him, the more I'm not caring so much about how I look and mm -hmm. realizing that really when I look good, who's getting the glory? Well, I am right. But mm -hmm. if I look foolish in order to give God the glory, I mean, yes, you can do foolish things without giving God the glory. I understand that. But we're talking about you are. You're building a boat so when you a, don't live next to the ocean. Yes. A friend will come to you and say, I need you to pray over me because I am struggling in this area. And you stop right then and there and you pray with them. Does that look foolish? Maybe. 
Um, Maybe you're at a gas station and God speaks directly to your heart. We've all had those moments. And God says, I want you to go to that stranger and tell them that I love them. And it's an overwhelming sense. Mm-hmm. That, and you would look really foolish yeah. walking up to that person. <laughs> but who's getting the glory when you do that? God is getting the glory for that because you're taking off your own righteousness and you're, you're putting on God's instead. And you're, you're saying my life is not my own. My life is for God and God only. And I'll be honest with you. God is asking me to do something where I feel like I am going to look very foolish. I got a little taste of something God is asking me to do. And to be honest with you, I felt like I really, I felt like I sucked at it. (laughs) I really did. I felt like I, I was scared half to death. I felt, I stuttered over my words And it just, it was bad. And I felt extremely uncomfortable and I felt extremely, I felt extremely foolish. Isn't it funny how God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called Mm -hmm. like you have Moses who literally had a speech impediment and God is calling him to go basically tell the Pharaoh where to stick it. Yep. (laughs) And it was, it was so bad that Moses couldn't even be the one to speak. And God provided a way through Aaron for Moses to speak. God does not make sure you have all the tools in your tool bag in order to be able to complete a task. He'll give you a task and then he gives you each tool as you need it, because then you are fully relying on him for every step it takes pride completely out of the equation because you know how inadequate you are to do the thing that God is asking you to do. I was reading in a book called In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day, which I know is kind of a funny title, but it's by Mark Batterson. And the premise of this book is that Benaiah, or however you say his name, was a man who literally chased a lion on a snowy day into a pit and killed him. Well, that's a ridiculous thing to do. (laughs) But he was one of David's armor bearers. And I love how Mark Batterson puts it. Part of spiritual maturity is caring less and less about what people think of you and more and more about what God thinks of you. And Jen, I'm right with you. It seems like the older I get, the less I care what other people have to say, what other people think of me. I want to say that that's a sign of my spiritual maturity, but (laughs) this may be just something that comes with age to some extent. So if you are really struggling with this, know that the more you put your focus on what God thinks of you and how much he loves you, it becomes so much easier to forget what that stranger across the street might think. And we're just going to clarify that when we're talking about being foolish, we're not talking about doing something purposely absurd. We are talking about listening to God. And when God asks us to do something foolish, putting fear aside Mm -hmm. in order to honor God. Like there was this kid in my high school who would wait, like he was a normal, good looking kid. Mm -hmm. And he would wear these cargo shorts and then tube socks that came up to his knees. 
and they would be wild colors like purple and orange and weird yeah and like why are you wearing these tube socks and he wore them on purpose so mm-hmm. that people would come up and be like dude what's the deal with your socks and he could be like <laughs> let me tell you about jesus like that was his whole purpose oh, was so funny. that he could have somebody a conversation like he, starter he was just waiting for people to ask him about his socks because so that he could share the gospel i love that story <laughs> and that is one example of how looking foolish like he didn't care yeah yeah i love that um another quote out of this book by mark batterson as Christ followers ought to be the most passionate people on the planet. To be like Jesus is to be consumed with passion. I want to ask you, what are you passionate about? Because what you're passionate about is what drives you. If you're passionate about having that good life, about just doing all the status quo, mm. that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And but you're going to do everything in your power to get to your passion. Yep. You're going to do everything in your power to get that white picket fence and those two perfect cars. Yeah. Cause that is where your drive and your focus is going to be. Yes. But if you're passionate about Jesus, just think about how where much that more, would take you. Yeah. Yes. About how much more God can get the glory from your life. If you're giving everything over to him, because your whole life is passionate about serving him, it's passionate about giving him glory. Just imagine what God can do. Yes. He may ask you to go to Africa, but he may also ask you to be a beacon of light in your hometown. Sometimes that's even more terrifying and more difficult. Yeah. Mark six, four says, Then Jesus told them a prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own family. So like, if you think, oh, well, God's not calling me to Africa. That's good. I lucked out on that one. Guess what? He may be calling you to be a light for him in your hometown, which can, Mm -hmm. can be even harder. There is a time and a place to have rules, regulations, and religion. But if that's all we're thinking about, if that's all we're striving for, then we are missing our main point because following Jesus is not just about rules, regulations, and religion. Those things are good, especially for the days when you're not air quotes, feeling it. Mm -hmm. There are days where I don't feel like going to church. (gasps) Gasp. How dare I say that? (laughs) There are days when I don't feel like getting in the word or spending time, but having this rule that I've made for myself to go to church, even when I don't feel like it to crack open the Bible, when I don't feel like it, those are good and necessary, but those can also become a prison that binds you. They become a safe house. They become the fence that keeps you safe. Yes, exactly. And sometimes Jesus asks you to step out of the boat and walk on water. That still just makes me giggle because like they're fishermen, like they understand how water works. Water, if you step on it, you sink. 
And yet Peter was like, Jesus, I will do anything for you. I will step, I will make, I will look so foolish in front of my fishermen friends right now and step out on this water. If you tell me to, I believe as Christians, we are supposed to stay hungry and not just to fulfill the status quo. God has called us to be salt and light. There is absolutely nothing wrong with having a nice life, but if God is calling you to do something and you won't take that step for fear of looking foolish, then maybe we need to take a deeper look about what's going on inside of your heart. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us and listening to this podcast. Please know that there is absolutely no condemnation here. We are literally preaching to the choir right now. This is something that is incredibly hard for me. I have to remind myself constantly that in all actuality, Courtney, you don't matter that much. Get over yourself. Nobody's looking at you anyway. Keep your eyes on Jesus and, and just keep pursuing him. Even if it means doing something that makes me cringe on the inside. I want to encourage all of you today to walk boldly, knowing that if God is calling you to do something, he's going to give you the strength to get through it. Mm. And I'm telling this to myself, if God's given you something to do, he's going to give you what you need to get through it. Just walk boldly, keep your head up, looking your eyes strictly on Jesus. Don't look around you. Don't look down. Just look straight up and focus all of your attention on God almighty. Amen. Guys, Jen and I are sending you a gigantic virtual internet hug right now. Podcast hug, depending on where you're listening to this, it may not be on the internet. We love you guys dearly. We are here for you again. If you ever need anything, please feel free to message us on enough pod. If you want to share a story of a time when you felt incredibly foolish, but you were brave and did it anyway. That story may be the story that encourages someone else to pursue following Jesus, no matter what. So if you have a story like that, we would 100% love to hear it. And you can reach us at enough pod on Instagram or enough pod ladies at gmail.com. And remember When the going gets tough and you feel really foolish and like you're not enough, remember you are enough because Jesus is enough. Does that make sense? Uh, Yes. Is that okay? Okay. Sorry. I was waiting for a loud car. Can you hear that? Can you hear it? Yeah. There he goes. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted you again. No, you didn't. I thought I was on mute the whole time, and then I, I went to push it off, and yeah, it was fine. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I'm struggling with a mute button today. <laughs> um, now I don't even remember what I was going to say.